0: Greetings foolish humans, welcome to Anyway That's All I Got, the weekly Cinemaholic spin-off where we talk about movies
1: and occasionally try to sound smart. I'm your host Sam Nolan, who the hell are you? I'm Anthony Battaglia, and I don't have anything to say right now because I forgot to think of something to say right now. Next.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, how are you doing, Earthling?
2: Earthling? Uh, this Earthling's name is Jason, hello.
0: Oh, yes, yes. We are the cast. Your, we
2: are your hosts. Your colorful cast of characters.
0: So for this week's episode, kind of a slow week, kind of a, you know, not a whole lot going on, at least not that we can talk about quite yet. Uh, so we decided in celebration, air quote, of last week's release of Upgrade, uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite robots from movies. And by, by the way, uh, you have not seen Upgrade. Really recommend it. It's really yeah, solid. It's- uh, I seen, we
2: set this topic great. before we pretty saw awesome. the
0: movie technically not a robot but we yeah the movie yeah technically you, you get, he's yeah. not a
2: robot but yeah
0: you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the point is, is that we're going to talk about some robots this week. And uh, when trying to set this topic, we were sort of arguing a little bit about, like, what do we define as a robot? Like, can we only do a cybernetic organism or does it have to be like an Android or something? So we just decided, screw it. Let's go with a loose definition here. Leave some room for revision. And then even beyond that, we couldn't decide the format to do it in. So we were going to do a list. But then Jason and Anthony started realizing, like, do we have five? And I said, (laughs) I have five. Golly, I have like 25. I got my five. So we sort of compromised. We're just going to do another open discussion. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. We're blowing the roof off of this place.
2: Good robots. Bad robots. Yeah.
0: All of it. Anything goes, man. Uh, All
1: the robots.
0: All of the robots running wild. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, yeah, the robots, (laughs) (laughs) robots. Can I just say robots?
2: Yeah, robots. Robots
0: Robots are a staple of uh, sci-fi. And in case if you're at all familiar with me, you know, I'm a total geek for sci-fi. And no. So I'll just mind if I give a little backstory on robots. Go for it. So the word robot or robot, depending on who you ask, is (laughs) I believe the Greek said robot was not invented until 1920. Did you know that? Before 1920, there was not even a word for uh, mechanical being. It had been done before in like literature and stuff, because uh, you know like H.G. Wells and stuff with War of the Worlds. But there was not an official word until the year 1920. So they're not even a hundred years old. And even then, it wasn't until 1927 with Metropolis where robots sort of became a thing in movies. Uh, Metropolis, by the way, is a. It's very important. It's very salient. It's kind of boring. Very boring. (laughs) Um, If you like
1: German expressionism, it's good. It's it's (laughs) certainly there's a lot to appreciate with the movie, but
0: yeah, it's very well made. It's very important. I'm indebted to it because without it, sci-fi movies would probably not exist, or at the very least, they'd be drastically different Mm -hmm. than they are today. So, but anyways, I did.
1: It's good. Early, very cool, effective special effects. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, And so robots caught on over the next like two or so decades and then by the time the 50s came around they were in like almost every sci-fi movie and since then the rest is sort of history uh you can sort of you can trace sort of what happened since then but uh enough nonsense that's just my my sci-fi geek brain (laughs) nerding out who wants to talk about a robot
1: well, speaking of robots, <laughs> might as well just start with Bender since we're you know Futurama. Okay, Robot. yes, which is technically a movie character. Yeah, because of all those, they they made four movies. That's correct. So, I like Bender. He's like he's like the breakout character of the
0: the series. He's the knucklehead of the
1: group. Yeah, you know the the series focuses on Fry, the time travel guy, but. <laughs> Is that his, his,
2: his name, is that his full title? No, okay.
1: but I just made that up right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's and Bender's his like alcoholic friend, and it's I always thought Bender was a clever character because <laughs> Bender refers to you know he's he's a robot he bends things, but yep. he, Bender as in like binging on alcohol. That's right, and it works <gasps> both ways.
0: You just got that, Jason. Whoa, that's funny. See, smart wow. writing there. The other funny sort of layer to Bender is that. I, I believe he lives off of alcohol. Mm-hmm. and It's like fuel. And burps flames mm-hmm. whenever he drinks it. But the thing is that when he goes sober, he actually becomes like what a drunk human is yeah, like. Yeah, he gets all rusty. He fell, he'll stagger in. They're like, Bender, you're sober. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? It's just the weirdest thing. It's just, you know, and there's the never-ending chest
1: cabinet that yeah, he, Bender can pull in. Yeah, and he's, all, he's 40% everything that's right you know he there's bender's he's just you know the comic relief and he's always funny and that's all i got about bender but it's it's a great little little awesome character yeah i'm bender yeah (laughs) i'm bender bender bending rodriguez that's right that's his full name did you know that jason
2: bender bending rodriguez rodriguez
1: Rodriguez, as he says it. that's correct
2: (laughs) now what do you got jason i'll talk about neil blomkamp I'll talk about the the Where main trilogy going? he's done. Uh, wait, is there? Hold on, are there robots in District Nine?
0: No, technically. I don't think so. Okay, I think well then I'll just boys. talk
2: about the bad Neil Blanc. Oh, movies. okay. I was I was okay. hoping you wouldn't. Chappie and Elysium. That's right. So, so you didn't
1: e- like Chappie?
2: No. Okay, good. Did Me neither. Did you like Chappie? No, I
1: didn't like Chappie at all. Oh, oh sorry. The, Elysium.
2: I liked Elysium. I'm, sorry, that was harsh. Elysium's fine. At well, least seems very fine. Yeah, yeah. It has some cool ideas. After one watch of it, it's not really that rewatchable. Yeah, I can see that. Chap, <laughs> I'll just talk. I'll just talk about Chappie. Chappie is is one of the few movies I've never been able to finish ever.
1: Because um, of how. Because
2: of I was just so bored by it, and all the characters annoyed me. <laughs> oh like, yeah, actually annoyed me no. because of their voices. Those people. Uh-huh. Uh, D Antwoord. You know, if you like their music, good for you. I don't particularly (laughs) like it, but I get why people would. Um, I think that they are some of the most annoying people to ever put on camera. And I think that was (laughs) a a mistake. Hugh Jackman couldn't save the movie. Um, Oh, that's right. He was in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He sucked. Mm -hmm. This is why we have you, Jason. Sigourney Weaver could not save the movie. They should have given her more to do. Yeah, I literally a couple more scenes yeah and that would have been she's barely in the movie um and then charlotte o'copley love him does love him love him fantastic actor <laughs>
0: you turn into walking
2: does the <laughs> love him love, love him, him uh, he, he does the voice for Chappie. Love and it. The, and the motion capture. It, really? Yeah. Okay, well, that was weird. <laughs> 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 Why? I don't know. That's fine. What's um, the deal? He's annoying, too, in this. He is. Uh, like, Chappie players. Chappie, Chappie, play, Chappie yeah? play. It's just... Uh, I, don't, I don't have a lot to say. This is how you don't do a robot. That's it's right. It's just... It's no, annoying.
1: Because they, they made it preachy and uninteresting. They made it
2: preachy. It's kind of... Kinda of like giving off some L3 vibes. Ooh. From Star Wars. And yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Little, I don't know. When you get preachy with the with the robots, it I, it can work. How I dare guess. they
0: demand droid equality?
2: <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Well robot literally means slave. Yeah. And they're kind of built it doesn't literally by mean slave. It's, it's in the robot. definition. The definition of a robot? Yeah. I'm pretty sure proven. Alright, I'll look it up right now. All right.
2: Anyway, move, move on. Okay. Chappy, don't see it. If all you right. have seen it, forget it.
1: <laughs> I, I forgot
0: you were talking about bad movies and I was like, yeah. alright, so yeah, how yeah. is this going to wind mm-hmm. around to... No, no, no. But Just, it's open combo. The animation games. on the ears is beautiful or something like that. Okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm making it a point with this There's episode so to sort of talk about like lesser known and lesser discussed uh, robots from movies. Like, everyone knows about HAL 9000, although technically that's an AI everyone knows about Robocop everyone knows Mm -hmm. about C3PO and R2D2 and the Tin Man Mm -hmm. and Ava from Ex Machina and the replicants maybe if you count them any replicant uh the androids from the alien franchise even TARS and Case TARS and Case yeah that's right it's going (laughs) in space um so I'm sort of I'm looking at like the timeline of my own knowledge uh The farthest it really goes back is Metropolis, like I mentioned before. There's also this weird serial from 1939 called The Phantom Creeps. It's made under the Universal Monsters uh, moniker with Bella Lugosi, who has this somehow, I don't know how, has this giant hulking robot bodyguard that looks like Nosferatu, but metal. And it just goes. It just lumbers around and cool barely it. touches people, and they collapse. <laughs> it's one of those one of those robots. And then also in like the Superman animated serials from the early forties, there's one so one of, robot. One of the shorts he fights a bunch of bank robbing robots <laughs> who have this impossibly big chest compartment that can fit a human being inside of it. Really? But it's, that's like the early forties, so that's just back. Say
2: Superman. Yeah, animated show from the forties. It's
0: it's like seventeen some odd ten minute uh,
2: serials. Wow, cartoons. I didn't even know that.
0: They're really cool, actually. Really? Yeah, I'll they're them out. they're totally stupid, but they're awesome. <laughs> I love them. But the one I really, the first one I really want to focus on is uh, the fifties, which, as I mentioned before, a lot of the sci fi of the fifties had robots in it, and in fact, most of them they would like build a whole robot just for one movie. And only sometimes it had a person in it. Like, they really went all out. They're, yeah, practical effects. They allowed, they allowed the technology to sort of to do what it could. And, like, practical effects are romanticized sometimes. And in, and if you watch some of these, the robots are really dumb looking. And you can tell that they're, they're only programmed to do one movement or something. But the one from the 50s specifically, one of them that stands out for me, is uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Before uh, you know, before it was remade, and before Keanu, before Keanu Reeves was a spiritual extraterrestrial, and Jennifer Connolly and Jaden Smith had to pretend like they would known each other for oh, years. Jaden Smith's
2: in it, I forgot. Oh, oh my really? god. We, yeah. we, Ugh, had, yeah. we
0: had the we had the original one from the 50s, which is a brilliant story about patience and pacifism. Basically, what happens is that this alien flying saucer lands in Washington, DC, and like you do, the army trains every gun they Have on it. There's no weapons on the ship or anything. It really sets the tone right off of the bat. And then this alien comes out and takes off the mask. Turns out, looks just like a human. But then after that, out comes this big, like eight foot tall, really sleek metal thing that looks like a human called Gort. Gort, the the robot bodyguard, who has a vaporizing ray, but only attacks when he's attacked. I could go into detail on the whole movie, but Gort is really memorable because most of the movie is just him sort of menacingly standing around while guns are trained on him. Yeah, he's
1: like a big statue that you're like is he going to do something is he real and then you'd like when he starts doing stuff you're like oh no it's like this is a weird example but do you remember in tim burton's batman when
0: batman w- said into the little bat radio on his wrist or whatever like lock down the batmobile and those shields mm-hmm. came out of nowhere that's sort of what gort is just standing there dormantly but if someone goes up and tries to shoot at him or punch him is like does not hesitate to use the laser
2: and he vaporizes people
0: Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Well, r- vaporizes their weapons oh, okay. only, but not the people. So it really speaks to the whole message of it. Uh, I think, if, if not the best, it's a really damn close second in terms of best sci-fi of the 50s. And Gort is one of the more memorable things and really factors into the climax. Uh, it's brilliant. I recommend it. Most of this is just going to be me recommending somewhat odd sci-fi movies.
2: Well, I have a question. Sure. So his name is Gort. G-O-R-T. G-O-R-T. And in the remake, that... they made
0: it a damn acronym.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: I always hated it. In that. the original, it was just Gort. Everything's like, gotta mean something. Who's that? That's Gort. Okay. Cool.
2: What is what is now in Moon? Kevin Spacey's yeah. robot. Yeah. His name is Gertie. I'm Kevin Spacey. Gertie. Gertie. Okay. Yes. Maybe there's a connection there. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. That's I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Uh, it could also be inspired from the sister from E.T. Who knows? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually probably exactly what it is. In in the remake,
0: they made Gort like this, this thing that could disintegrate into a bunch of nanobots and is like freaking 15 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Lame.
1: I'm like you're ruining court, man. Well, you know, bigger always equals better, man.
0: <laughs> we sound like the dude or something. <laughs> yeah, another one from the '50s. Let's talk about Forbidden Planet. Let's talk about.
2: Oh, I knew you were gonna bring up Forbidden Planet. Let's talk yeah.
0: about Robbie the robot. <laughs> uh, yes, Robbie the robot. Robbie. Robbie the robot. It's an inside joke with how Jason says Robbie. How's it
2: go, Jason? Robbie. <laughs> It's brilliant. Anyway, listen listen back to some old. as the guilty old pleasure episodes? One. It's oh, guilty, it is the guilty Jason pleasure one. whispered
0: Robbie into the microphone yep. and I didn't yep. even notice while I was. <laughs> but yeah, so so Robbie the robot sort of is an icon among robots. In fact, he's one of the only inductees from movies in the Robot Hall of Fame. Yes, that's real. And I would I would I'm dying to go
2: to it. Would I, you say he's the only person No, not the apart? only. one. Okay. There's I was like, like Don't there's go like see a see that then.
0: There's like there's, a dozen <laughs> I think there's like a few dozen robots in the Hall of Fame. Only like eleven of them are from movies. But yes, yeah, so let's back to Robbie the robot. Forbidden Planet. It's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. This this spaceship crash lands on a planet, and they realize that this mad scientist lives there and has sort of industrialized the entire planet. And it's this really weird thing where he's sort of playing a god complex, but he has a robot named Robbie. And <laughs> Robbie the robot is just just the nicest robot you can imagine just going around helping people out has a lot of personality and everything he was in a couple other movies afterwards but this is the best known one uh Forbidden planet is really really it holds up really well freaking Leslie Nielsen isn't it from 1956 <laughs> also serious actor that's right yeah, yeah. Nielsen you could barely recognize him Robbie the robot one of the one of the best robots ever to exist and he still exists I think uh worth like millions of dollars. I'd imagine so. Yeah, that's crazy. But I've gone on about my nerddom too long. <laughs> who wants to who wants to pick up this baton?
1: Since we talked about Star Wars last time, I won't bring up I'll save you know all them for like honorable mentions, but I will talk about something similar. I know. Dot Matrix that's right. from Spaceballs. Joan Rivers. The great Joan Rivers. <laughs> she voices her. I d I I don't know who the actress who is in the suit. I forget her name, but yeah. It's it's one of one of the best parts of the movie. She's so you know she's got that great sense of humor, so sarcastic. What she has like a chastity alarm or something. This <laughs> is one of those things where like it's it's a great take on the classic movie robot and like you know like
0: and specifically C three PO specifically C
1: three PO. But like you know it's the the best way to spoof things is spoof what you love and you know there she's not just like a stereotype robot. You know, she's like her own character. not one, one of those stereotype robots. Well, there they exist. It's especially in modern sci-fi. Like everyone's, it's just kind of standard now.
2: It is yeah. the comedic relief robot yeah. that doesn't yeah. uh, get humans
1: exactly. <laughs> so there's, but like, there's, you, you
2: know, know, lost in translation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like does not compute. Oh yeah. Jesus! And then, but you know, that Matrix funny character. One of the you know one of the best. Comedic voices ever, Joan Rivers. Literally voices.
2: Yeah, yeah. like
1: one of just one of so iconic, and she she really improved the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really picture this movie without really any of the characters. Leave it to Mel
0: Brooks to come up with that idea. Like, all right, we're gonna spoof Star Wars. What should we do for C three PO? Joan Rivers. Yeah, really. Like, how do you even come up with it's that? It's really inspired casting. It is, yeah, man. Uh,
2: I owe this one a rewatch, but it's been a while. Jason, what do you got? Well, a lot of the things I was gonna talk about, you briefly talked about a little oh, bit. Oh, did I? Really? Oh, there's the androids and Blade no, Runner. I don't care. Um, let's talk about I'm Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You're gonna talk about love. I'm gonna talk about love. I, do, I love talk love. about love. Love, you, love. Ha! Huh, I get it. Well, I think we both we both love. Oh, love. we both do. We I both think love love.
0: She's a contender for like the best character in the entire movie.
2: I agree. I like no. I lot. think she is the second best character <laughs> behind K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It took
0: a while to think about I uh,
2: had to had to make sure that there's <laughs> the I one mean, better Jason. What? Yeah.
0: Why do you love Love?
2: Why do I love Love? Because okay. she the the movie is is pretty not there's not a whole lot of like facial emotions in this movie, but like everyone you know, you you can tell what everyone is thinking like when well, she's watching um, Jared Leto's stupid character um, <laughs> do that stuff to the newborn. We lost our stuff. Thing. Yeah. Oh, that is she, she is fantastic. That she, like- I don't know that actress. Do you know her name? Oh, yeah.
1: It's Sylvia Hoex.
2: Is she she's, in anything? She's else? new.
1: Like yeah, yeah. this was like her first, at least I think this might have been her first American movie.
0: Yeah, I think I hope she has a really, really long uh, career because like in case you don't know, in case you haven't seen Blade Runner 2049, which sadly is more people than I would hope.
2: Yeah, it apparently tanked. Yeah. Didn't oh, know that.
0: Oh, well, oh, well. She plays like sort of the 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 enforcer of the Wallace Company. Which She's is Jared Leto-
2: the movie kind of painted before the movie came out. It was like Jared Leto is going to be the bad guy. He's going to be <laughs> nope. crazy. No, he doesn't do anything in this movie except he basically like, does the same thing her a little bit.
0: That Tyrell did in the first one, just sort of that.
2: Yeah, he I mean, yeah, I guess he is basically big Tyrell. Tycoon, mm-hmm. sort of god complex character. Mm-hmm. And then love is just being like tormented by him. Yeah, yeah. The for I mean, it's only one scene, right? She gets like tormented by him kind of, but you you kind of get the you idea you get the sense this is a common it's occurrence like, yeah this is a
0: common occurrence mm-hmm. he's, he sort of likes to loom his you know uh, godliness mm-hmm. over her because he's
2: technically her creator mm-hmm. and and that just messes with her so much she's constantly like like anxious out to prove something she's yeah, man. out it's
0: and you see and you find that out with three words or no four words I'm the best one. Yep, it's yep. fantastic. I love that line
2: during the best scene of the movie.
0: One of them. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick. Yeah, there's so many memorable things. I love the little like the glasses she has where she can see yeah, through the drone. It's yeah, like do your effing job or whatever. <laughs> getting getting yeah. her nails painted with a laser with the How do laser you beat that? yeah
2: laser laser nails yeah it, was, <laughs> it was great. Let's not turn give, this into a, that, yeah. a
0: Blade Runner 2049 give, nerd. Out give discussion. that
2: movie your support still. Buy it. Spend dude. money on it. It's no, he's he's making two Dune movies. He's then. Den- oh, are there two, two of them? Yeah, he's he's officially doing oh, two Dunes. Well,
1: he's, he's doing when, um, Cleopatra next, I think, isn't he? Jesus, he's you just know what?
2: planning out everything. Good. Let, him. Good. Let him. Let man. I don't care. I don't care.
0: My god. This, this is the guy who made Arrival and Polytechnic and Sicario. He's, he's
2: incredible. Blade
0: Runner Two and Prisoners and Enemy and Incendies. I'll take anything. Uh,
2: awesome. I will say. I, I will say. I liked the old Dune. No one else. Oh yeah, no Bush one likes one? the old Dune. It's I, I, I kind of liked it.
0: It's not bad. It's it's, it's just goofy. Weird.
2: It's goofy, and that's why I love it. Like, there's just so much crazy stuff happening in it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a robot in there, so it all connects. Oh, there probably is. Uh, <laughs> well, well, let's use it. I'll
0: I'll talk about some. Uh, Two movies I'll sort of lump together, a couple of weird like pseudo Star Wars ripoffs, a little bit that came out from around the same time and sort of have kind of the same problems. I'm talking about uh, Disney's The Black Hole. You ever heard of that? No, no. <laughs> and and the Ice Pirates. I've never no. heard of that either. Okay, let me tell you something, Jesus. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Star Wars obviously was very inspirational. Some would even say too good. and it inspired a lot of rip-offs, most of which have been really forgotten. These big lofty space operas trying to sort of replicate the same effect that just so suddenly and quickly permeates throughout the consciousness and just affects all of pop culture. 1979, Disney gave it a shot. Before they had Star Wars, they tried to do something kind of like it with The Black Hole, which is about a... It's sort of a Star Trek-y kind of premise where this... Is it live action? Yeah. Okay. The ship is flying around and suddenly, like, oh, look, on our radar, a black hole, and right next to it, a ship, somehow not getting sucked into it. Let's check it out. And <laughs> so they fly up to it. It's sort of like a, a riff on uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, where there's sort of this deranged sort of captain hellbent on catching thingy. And in this case, thingy is a black hole. The yeah. scientist wants to go inside the black hole. There are a couple of robots in it. The deranged mad scientist has like this whole army of faceless drones that are really memorable, and they're and they're clearly modeled after Darth Vader. <laughs> and but the ones, but the really memorable ones are uh, Vincent and Bob. Which are these floating sort of orb-shaped machines, droids, I guess. I don't know how they got them to float. The effects really hold up. They're really convincing. They have all the gadgets like R2. And their only descriptive feature is they they have two eyes that are human eyes. But they're just painted on. Like there's no reason for them to have eyes. (laughs) But they do. That's decoration. That's 70 sci-fi for you, man. And then the other one I'm talking about, the Ice Pirates, came out in the early 80s, so it was a little bit later. But it's really just this band of misfits, rollicking space adventure, and it's absurd. Some of the stuff in this movie, like in the the climactic thing, is that they go into light speed, and they're going so fast they all start aging rapidly, <laughs> and people oh. are just dying left and right whoa this like sounds
2: like a movie i would love
0: it'll be a fight scene between like two middle-aged people and then suddenly they'll be elderly <laughs> it's it is the most nonsensical thing just the fight most to the death psychedelic one second we're at a planet where we get to a sand planet doesn't show the
2: journey or anything would i like this movie, it sounds you like would, a movie i would love. you
0: would adore this movie. really and yes it's <sighs> The ice, ice the ice pirates. The ice pirates. The ice pirates. Think like Guardians of the Galaxy, except way more random somehow. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know how. So is it supposed to be that way, or is it yeah, just is it supposed yes. to be like kind of funny? It's supposed to be just the most ridiculous thing, and it actually... sometimes they try to do that but take it seriously. And no, they don't take it seriously okay. whatsoever. Which act Whoa. in a weird in a weird way. Yeah, you look at it, some of the looks pictures. It's insane. It's out of this world, wow. literally. Ron Perlman's in it? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Perlman. There's a scene where Ron Perlman, they're fighting a bunch of aliens with, like, samurai swords. Naturally. And Ron
2: Perlman... <laughs> Wait, g- what?
0: Gets his What hand. did you just say? They're saying? fighting aliens with samurai swords. Ron Perlman gets his oh hand cut God. off. No! And instead of screaming in pain, you're just like, Damn it, I gotta pick that up and carry it around. And in when- the next scene, the hand is just reattached with
1: no seam or anything. When did this come out? 84. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> it was amazing. It oh, has space and samurai swords. Space and
0: samurai swords oh and everything. Samurai you think space of. swords. There's a random like. There's a scene where they come off of a planet where they just had some weird adventure, and there's just an egg on the ship, and it hatches, and a leech comes out. And it just keeps showing up throughout Wait, the movie. Wait, okay, I think
2: I saw a picture of it on here. It's,
0: it's this weird, like, sandworm from Dune looking leech kind of thing that just randomly shows up. I think it turns up in, like, a casserole. Is this it? That's the worm. <laughs> <laughs> the basic idea is, like, uh, it's, it's a world that's sort of been taken over. It's sort of like a fascist kind of allegory, where just one group controls everything. Water is now the most precious thing in the universe, and there's only one planet left with it on it. And so it's these pirates who go around and just steal ice and sell it. Never mind how they sustain themselves. This movie wouldn't dare try to explain that. The problem with both of these movies is that they're so stylistically and in Ice Pirates... Absurdly (laughs) awesome, but the plot is is totally disposable and not and in a way it's well theoretically it's okay but they sort of they're more complicated than they need to be
2: oh okay
0: and they just they sort of focus too much on it in a weird way like the plot should just be simple they should just be paper thin you know a framework with uh from which these characters can work within Ice Pirates is. Nuts. It's just so nuts. The black hole is a little more moody, although it is very funny. Those are those are two movies. I didn't really focus on the robots, but I'm sort of just talking about the movies in general. I'd actually be curious to see either them be sort of rediscovered or some weird remake where plot matters even less. (laughs) Because with both of them, it feels like the screenwriter had an idea. But they just had an idea, like, "Hey, what if we did this <laughs> goofy thing and inserted it into the plot?"
2: Usually end up being my favorite movies. Oh yeah, so we're like what would Like happen? let's throw it
1: in
0: there. What
2: and would happen if we just? That, I don't
0: know. That's why I say, and even even to the point the the uh, rambunctious you know uh, leader of the ice pirates. You know what his name is? Jason,
2: oh, oh my! <laughs> Jason the God, pirate, guys. This <laughs> movie's made for me.
1: It's totally Jason <laughs> the
2: pirate. Yeah, there's a name it's that'll a... scare you, and there's... I believe there's a captain in there.
1: Ah, right. Yeah.
2: Well, there should
0: be a captain in there somewhere, mate. I do feel the need to mention. Uh, they both have some sort of insidious stereotyping. I hate to say like I hate to give it the excuse of it's a product of its time. Oh, is it? Obviously it is. It's sorta of noticeable. It doesn't really drag down the movie, but it is there. Uh by today's standards you'd have to sort of rewrite it a little <laughs> bit. It's like Mel Brooks at his most allowed to do stuff mm-hmm. sort of sort of uh stuff we're talking like about. Like Blazing Saddles type thing. Yeah, kinda like that. Okay. Kinda like that. Um but yeah, that's that's all I got for those two insane movies. <laughs>
2: I've never wanted to watch a movie more. I,
0: I hope I hope I If anything I said interested you, seek it out. It's worth it. They're both really easy watches too and they're, they're just they're just a whole crackerjack box full of fun. I bet I'm killing it with the metaphors. All right.
1: Yeah. I'm, I've talked for a million years. Who else has some? Well, I'd like to talk about the first three Terminator movies. Okay. There is a very interesting shift in storytelling and use of technology. And so, in one, you have I think that technology of you know, obviously it's not a real robot. Sometimes there was one there, but a lot of it was kind of I can't tell. So, like when he's coming out of the fire, it looked like stop motion. That almost. is stop motion. Yeah, it, it, as far as I know, in there's the first a, first film, there's very yeah. little CGI in Terminator One. It's, it was eighty four, and if there's yeah, anything, no, it's, it's incredibly stop
2: motion, right? Rudimentary.
1: When when he's and there's so like when he's all Terminator, it seems to be mostly stop motion. Yeah. And then, when it's. But just, then, like, when like know, half when of getting his, crushed, that's yeah, practical. That's probably he's there. And Where then he's at, cutting added, out
0: his eye with the X Acto knife. That's yeah. a really noticeable mask. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's some, like, okay, like, uh, facial. Makeup, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> like the the eye was cool. Like when he put it, put the thing in, he just stabbed his face. I was like, "That's pretty impressive." Yeah. yeah. But then Home it gets with problem with the moon. Yeah, and then you, they added some CG like electrical things at the end when he was like being crushed, like some mm-hmm. you know sparks and stuff. Yeah. So, but then in two, they really in Judgment Day bigger budget. They've kind of mastered the whole because in that little kind of bat flashback. It it doesn't look like stop motion when you see them, or I guess it's a flash forward. When, yeah, like, the, the a flash somewhere. Yeah, the the T eight hundred steps on a skull. I, I believe oh, those, no. are, yeah, those are those are animatronics. I yeah, yeah those are, they, they 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 look great. Yeah, they like they look built awesome. terminators, oh, and it's gosh. a really
2: interesting thing. I've said that the first fifteen minutes of this movie yeah. is my favorite movie ever. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant.
1: Like it's this movie is like it's you know rock and roll, and then you have <laughs> um, big Arnold, and then you have so it's really interesting how they contrast that with um, the all CGI. Uh, T-1000 with, uh, when he's not CGI, is Robert Patrick in his cop uniform. And then... Say, that's a nice bike. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the effects for that really hold up. No, they're... Like, incredible. when he, like, goes in the helicopter and he, when he gets shot and it kind of bulges out and then it goes mm-hmm, back yeah. in and reforms. Like, it really looks great. I can think of maybe one scene where the CGI doesn't hold up. Because that's like, where he's
0: going when he gets, through the helicopter window. I thought it looked good still. Oh, it's it's not bad. It's the just only thing noticing. that looks
2: goofy to me is some of the shots, it just looks like they just placed, like, tinfoil. They didn't. Him. Right. I, I know that's exactly what they did, but, like, <laughs> I can I can tell. I don't want to tell yeah. that <laughs> they just cut and put, like, a, a round disc on him. See, the only part that parsed. distracted
1: me was towards the end he gets shot in half. And <laughs> yeah. his face is like on two, and you could tell there's like some weird green screen. It, it kind of looks like th- the thing a little bit, a little yeah, bit. That's, and then I he looks even more like the thing once he gets thrown in the lava. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it sounds like the thing. None too. of it looks bad, but it lo- it's noticeable. I really want to talk about two it because it's the it's the first like you. It's, it made me cry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't beat around the bush, I'm Anthony. Bald when I saw that <laughs> ending with the thumbs up. Like, come on. That just tears you up inside. I was sad
2: till I saw Edward Furlong's face, and then it yeah. just, just got upset. I and cannot that, self-terminate.
1: This movie, like, actually, it's one of the very few movies that made me actually cry. I was 10, it was still sad.
0: Some would say you still are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I still am crying. It's hard to <laughs> rewatch. I you guys. still are 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still 10 and crying. I that's like right. the
2: idea of him still
0: crying. <laughs> it's yeah. been crying ever, ever <laughs> since. Said? Like, look closely, there are tears in Anthony's eyes. I picture I picture Anthony at home, just the credits roll, turns off the TV, just... <laughs> I mean... The most genteel maybe, crying. There's a
1: reason I watch this movie alone now, guys.
0: Dabbing at the eyelids. Yeah. Oh, gosh, if we ever watch
2: this together. Ooh. I would love to, actually.
0: <laughs> it's... it's it's interesting. We'll either be like laughing like cackling at each other or embracing like <laughs> yeah holding each
1: other. It's okay, guys. because it's so emotional? I don't want to still terminate. <laughs> don't go, Arnold.
0: Don't go. And then Terminator 3. And then 3 which Rise by the machines, way, it's kind of bad. It's kind of bad. It's,
1: it's not it's terrible. It, it's as one of those movies make
2: that people absolutely hate, but it's not that bad.
1: Uh, I think the issue with it is that the first movie, the first two, we have, you know, James Cameron. And in the third one, we don't. <laughs> and you can tell. Oh, yes. I think there was a little bit, there was lacking in a script and inspiration. You could tell that they have a clear direction they want to go. Yes. Like, it's an interesting concept, grown up John Connor and we're actually seeing Skynet being formed. Yeah. I, I also like, we see
0: Judgment Day
1: happen. Yes, Because the exactly. whole
0: thing that's, they actually sort of, a lot of people uh, people who are very uh, easily easily upset by logic issues which if, if you are, totally get it. They say that T two has some inconsistencies, if you think hard enough. And T three actually sort of fixes some of it. A them. little bit, yeah. Because judgment day happens, so therefore Terminator one and two can happen. Right. I like that. And the other thing I like is the part where Arnold loses control and starts attacking John Connor. He's yeah. like, I'm not controlling myself. You better run run. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Don't let
1: me. You better peace out. You'd better hustle, a la vista, maybe. So my so all that is good stuff. They're trying to be creative, and it's like a pretty standard jump from... So now it's T.X. is her name, and she, yes. the, she's the Terminatrix. <gasps> Which is Kristana Locken. Though. Yeah, it's and the it's kind of lame and underwhelming. It's kind of lame. She doesn't really do anything that's super different. In two, you have the clear... Like, it's interesting to see from actual tangible robot to liquid metal. And then in 3, there's no yeah. real explanation or, like, they just kind of just, hey, let's make her form a gun out of her hand now because why not? <laughs> and, yeah, it's like a laser gun. And it's really? kind of... And it's not even like a metal laser gun.
2: like It's, it's like an actual freaking laser It's gun. kind of uninspired. So it's just Iron Man and... This is the
1: step up. That we can do, but we're not trying too hard. And it, like it, it we need to have a,
2: a
0: more threatening Terminator. Yeah. because that's the thing is that Arnold in T one was menacing as yes. hell. T uh, two, Robert Patrick, while not menacing, is
1: more threatening. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, T2, it's like, much.
1: Like, it, I like, think it's there's a real thing yeah. of like how can we stop this guy? T three. It's not... It's
0: it's sort of the Alien 3 of the Terminator yeah, franchise, just, in many ways. Just kind of it's lame. It's like, by itself... It's kind of standard. It's sort of standard. Yeah, mostly just standard, but compared to the goodwill yeah, of exactly. the other two, it's like, what a step down. Right. Yeah. What a step down. But still, I will, I will defend parts of T3, because I think the part where, like, Arnold smashes another Terminator with a urinal <laughs> that he rips out of the wall or gets on like a a crane on the back of a cr- oh, on the yeah. truck. Oh yeah.
2: Is the action good in this?
1: The action, action is cool. In, yeah, in they, they definitely like a lot of action sequels, especially in like the third one because yeah, they're yeah. running out of ideas. They'll just go let's just get the craziest we can. But the action still it still feels like Terminator action.
2: So it's it's kind of small but like Right, it's it's not like Genesis like, level. Yeah. Oh, do you Jer- want to do you want to talk about any of the other ones? Don't I, don't you, you dare! All.
1: I mean, uh, there's nothing really to talk about in salvation in terms of robots. Salvation
2: is just boring.
1: They kind of do the mixed Terminator slash human, even though he's really just a Terminator. And then so they have the giant it. one, but like <laughs> there, there's it's just kind of standard. And then. Have either of you guys seen Terminator Gen- Genesis? No, I never had I've the balls. It. It's I, terrible. I saw
2: Salvation. Never saw Genesis. Genesis
1: is terrible and basically it sucks. So that's all I have to
2: say. <laughs> it's terrible and basically <laughs> yeah. it sucks. That's
1: my <laughs> review of Terminator Genesis. <laughs> the
0: most lateral move I've ever heard. Yeah. You put yeah. that on the Blu-ray cover yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Jason, what well, else? Well, yeah,
2: about? let's transition from bad sucky robots in, sure. the, in the later Terminators. To the greatest robot ever made in a movie. Okay. And that is Tobor from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh,
0: you son oh, of a bitch. We oh. forgot about Tobor. Oh, didn't no, I didn't forget about Tobor. You didn't forget about didn't Tobor? Forget about Tobor. <laughs>
1: Not at all. <laughs> Were you going to talk about I was, Tobor? I have.
0: Are you serious? I, thi- I have Tobor. have oh,
1: no. I watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl like two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm free. This is
2: crazy. I kind of love this movie. Yeah. It's <laughs> so weird. Because it's...
0: I know everything, and you
2: know not <laughs> nothing. Oh, 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 my God. Guess who voices Tobor? It's George Lopez. It's George Lopez. Yeah,
1: I noticed it's this know. time around. Because I'm like, you know what? He Because he plays two characters already. I'm like, you know what? That robot sounds familiar. Did it?
2: Because re- I'm thinking of the voice right now. I was just like, I, I just assumed that was like. Some guy some, t- ra- some, ra- there's some sort of, some sort of
0: modulation on it, but it is George Lopez.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> He's like doing his best movie. Iron Giant impression. <laughs> he is. Yeah.
1: Oh my you God.
2: You can
0: move your eyes and your mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. I just, I just, uh, while well, one of you were talking earlier, I was looking up uh, the Sharkboy and Lava Girl IMDb page and I found out that it was George Lopez and I kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did a little excited it's twitch. We, like, you lurched <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. no. Yeah. Yeah. Is. <laughs> well, Tobor is
0: great, and I happen to know, I'm by kidding. the way, if you don't, that Tobor A is robot spelled backwards, and B
2: <laughs> was of course it is
0: was inspired by mm. a, a movie from 1954 called Tobor the Great. That's where they got it. Really? No, no connection other than the name. <laughs> Not even the same. the The 54 version is a robot that can feel emotions. From anyone standing nearby, and that's it.
2: <laughs> it, it applies to Sharkboy and Lava, bro, I suppose so. you know he's what <laughs> so is the, what so is Max. Like, so yeah. The
1: guy's kid's name is Max. Max. He invented, invented Topor to like help him with his homework or something. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which by the way which
2: does not no. make no. sense. No. What you? I in...
1: mean, like you think he's he's I'll... like in elementary school? You think he'd be getting scholarships by now? Like, if he you... made a
2: robot to help him with his homework, it'd yeah. be to
1: hold the calculator at the very least. Yeah. I that mean, just use a computer.
2: Those exist. Kid still writes in a dream journal. It
0: wouldn't, it doubt wouldn't help. Kid. It wouldn't yeah. help with the actual. Kids not. It wouldn't make him. It wouldn't help with the actual work, but it would just be like motivational platitudes. <laughs> you just generally. look over at it, nod. Like, you know what?
1: You're right. You're right, right, I you're right If I could change,
2: you <laughs> all could change.
0: Oh, speaking of Rocky Four. Okay, Ooh. so there's one scene. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pauly. There is one. Just real quick. <laughs> yeah, go. That the 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 robot wife from Rocky Four, I would be. I have
2: not seen a single Rocky movie except for the first one, but I just want to skip all of them and just watch Rocky Four just because you
0: won't be disappointed.
2: Of Paulie gets a
0: robo wife, and it comes up, name? and there's this that just robot wife, yeah, and it goes I, up. And with this weird, like, disco ball, mm-hmm. like, synthesizer music going. And it He's goes, got a cake. Happy birthday, Polly.
1: <laughs> and then later on in the movie, doesn't he change her voice so it's like, Some sassy Happy
2: birthday, oh, Polly. No. And
1: it's really disturbing because then you picture Polly doing it, it with a like,
2: robot. Is it in the future?
1: No, it's in the 80s. Or it's, it's, it's in nineteen eighty. Did they have
2: birthday robots? Or 85. I forget. Was that a thing they were trying to sell at no, the time? No, I, I think Don't this was know. this or, is
1: Rocky 4 gets a huge budget because Rocky's one, two and so, three. So, so let's throw in a robot. Exactly. We okay. already
0: have a movie where where the Russians cheer against Rocky and Rocky so. goes to the woods and basically so. and carries wood let's around. Let's throw in a robot. Yeah. That's a lateral move. Yeah. Why not, not put a robot in? Exactly. A
2: birthday robot mean <laughs> birth- why? James Brown's wife. in it singing, I have that record. <laughs> really? That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I have that record. That's I
0: can't wait for Creed 2 to come out because we can do a Rocky episode. Yeah. Jason, yeah. you will watch all of it. And them. I will. Yes. Yes. When we showed you that scene, I wish I could have filmed your reaction. <laughs> it was the funniest
2: thing. And That's by the incredible.
0: way, never brought up again in any of the other Rocky movies.
2: Yeah, even in the terrible Rocky V, there's no... You know what? I no they mention it in Creed Two. You think so? I think they'll bring it up. i they
1: won't. It'll be a cameo. Like <laughs> It'll they'll be open. a cameo. They'll open a broom
0: closet and get a mop.
2: it will be, be disappointed because it's be spoiled. Be yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Insert
0: batteries. That's, that was a weird, weird, weird tangent. But yes, uh, uh, Jason, you already said... <laughs> who were just talking about? Yeah, Tobor.
2: Tobor the Great. Um... I'm kidding. Tobor's a, a dumb robot that has nothing to do with the movie. And they write movie. on his eyes at some point. They write on? Oh, yeah. Like he, the train a yeah. thought
1: scene or something. Those, like I think like. it's after that or something. Because they need a cop-out way to get from location A to location yeah. B. So, like, hey, good thing Tobor's here. And <laughs> the mouth and the eyes can fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do yeah. fly. So my question: We, we looped just right
0: it all the way there. We looped back around Rocky Four to Sharkboy and Watergirl. So how does
2: exactly. everything loops loops back to Sharkboy and Watergirl? Mm, that's it's true. the perfect movie.
0: But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a few from the 70s. Uh, go for it. So the three robots in the Hall of Fame I mentioned earlier are from a movie called Silent Running with 1972 Bruce Dern is. On, I've been meaning to watch this. Is is on a. a if memory serves, it's the only living life left from Earth, is all contained within this one ship, but in this weird catastrophic accident, everyone except Bruce Dern is suddenly flung into space, and all he has are plants and these three little cube robots named Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Like the ducks. <laughs> and they don't talk, and they're just they're just there for comfort, and they're adorable. There's that, there's, uh, Yule Brenner's, uh, Gunslinger from Westworld, a movie I will defend Mm -hmm. to my dying day as a great sci-fi movie. It is. And then, and then, uh, John Carpenter's, I, if not debut, like maybe the second or third thing John Carpenter ever made called Dark Star, which is, a, sort of a riff on uh 2001 a space odyssey except way more satirical and so their version of hal has a has a, like
2: an attitude and is and he's, goes it's hal but he's sassy this time.
0: and has like this existential crisis right at the end and decides not to self-destruct the oh
1: how about that
0: it's crazy yeah Let's see. What else do I got? Zathura. <laughs> yeah, Zathura. Oh, I didn't even think I, of that. So I have not Emergency.
1: Seen this,
2: I have not seen this movie in a very long time. I remember it being insane. Movie. I liked it. And I went out, cool. bought the board game of it, which was <laughs> Wait, amazing. They sold board game. They sold the board game. What? And it was I have pretty to, yeah. cool. That ex- it was I'm pretty buying awesome. this board game. It was game. pretty. Uh, I mean, it's not mechanical. Well, yeah. I think, but all right, and still it do- pretty. And awesome. it doesn't
1: take you into the space. Yeah, thing. Uh, the three. I mean, we're doing a Facebook live. We're playing that game. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Yeah, Zathura.
0: Just big robot with a saw blade. Cool. That's it. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's it. Dax That's
1: Shepard cool. shows up. That's yeah. right. <laughs> With the
2: jetpack. Turns does.
0: out Josh Hutcherson will grow up to be yeah. Dax Shepard. Yeah. No,
1: it's the other. It's his brother. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I'm positive. I'm positive you're wrong. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Wait. It's his little brother. And that's the whole thing. No, it because isn't. they turn it into a lesson, like be nice to your brother. It's Josh mm-hmm. Hutcherson. Are name. you sure? I but am the other positive. kid looks like him. Josh Hutcherson has brown hair, and Dax Shepard has hair. To be fair, hair. no
2: one looks like Dax,
1: except
0: except Dax, Dax
2: Shepard except Dax Shepard. Except Dax Shepard. <laughs> I'm sure his kids do. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, then so it's, somebody, and then
1: it becomes weird because Kristen Stewart has a crush yeah, on her oh, brother. Oh, I do
2: remember that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, there is something weird like that. like, yeah. a totally uh, forgot hey, he grows up. And Tim One of them, <laughs>
0: freaking Robbins is their dad. <laughs> I
2: didn't, what? I don't even know. I don't remember that I didn't even all. know that.
0: Tim Robbins? All I, I remember mean, is I Josh Hutcherson,
2: so. you know, Dax Shepard, it, Somebody, Kristen Somebody Stewart. Google
0: that. Make sure we're right about all those things. Anyways, uh, moving on. The entire cast of a Robots... Good <laughs> animated movie, yeah.
2: Especially Fender. Love I've Fender. never heard anyone talk more about robots than you. Is that I own that exactly. up right now. So do I. It's a good movie. Yeah. I own two copies of Hoodwinked now. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do, Jason. <laughs> That's quite a- another one. There there is a uh, yeah. I watched it. It holds up. I the story does animation, not at all. No. Animation no. scary to look at, but it's good. <laughs>
0: there's from, I want to say, I want to say 88. It might've been 89. There's a Wallace and Gromit short called a grand day out where they go to the moon and it's actually made of cheese. <gasps> and there's That's a perfect, and course. there's a lonely robot that lives there and just does nothing. And they land a rocket on the moon and it's like, wait for me, guys. And it's really a sympathetic robot. You're like, oh man, don't don't leave the robot there on the moon. How did it even get there in the first freaking place? Doesn't matter. It's a claymation short.
1: <laughs> really familiar. They I think I've time. seen this.
0: I bet you have, yeah. Uh there's the the, the movie nine, the animated movie. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch I, of there's a bunch of neat robots from that.
2: Oh, the like villains? Yeah, of it. Yeah, the main I characters. Those being scary. The
0: main characters are like sock puppets, but the villains yeah. are these really frightening, like sort of grotesque, uh thrown together yes. robots. Seen, seen like that a movie? Vulture.
2: Seeing that movie as a kid was like a big deal for me because I was like, it's PG thirteen, but it's animated. It's like, it can't be that bad. What? I remember it's scaring <laughs> the hell out of me, man. Yeah. Man. It was- I haven't seen in a long time, but I remember it being really good. It,
0: I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's not great or anything, but I sort of have a soft spot for it. Uh, and we we've talked about it before, but uh, Vision,
2: I like Vision. Yeah, I forgot that he's a robot.
0: And although the character is sort of inconsistent, I think Ultron is very menacing at times and very interesting.
2: I I yes the 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 trailer for Age of Ultron the trailer gave, gave, gave me justice, the, yeah. the greatest right up until uh, the part I've ever seen
1: where he tries to remember the word baby. Really menacing.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. They try to make, make them funny, and it's like, oh, just make him a big evil dude. But as mm-hmm. soon as, as soon as like that happens, it's just sort of, it's
0: just sort of hit or miss. Although I do like when the Hulk jumps into the things, like, oh, for God's sakes, and then flies out. That's yeah.
1: cool. Okay. Uh, who else has some? Well, we haven't talked about the kind of android things from Alien and there Aliens you know. yet. Those are cool. Yeah. Well, Ash I and Bishop purity.
0: Yeah. And by extension, call and David and Walter.
1: Yeah. Right. Which, I like David. David's like the, I really hated the new movies and he's like the only good part for me. Yeah. No,
2: he's the reason why I kind of like the new movies. Cause yeah. I like, I like what they're not a lot of people like what they're doing with, with like David and, uh, your creators and stuff. Mm-hmm. People, people yeah. don't like that. I think that stuff's really interesting. Oh, I, I dig it. Yeah. It's I was, cool, I was man. super into it. I thought that scene in alien covenant. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm only against that because
1: it's against what the Not original the flute is. Scene, by the
2: way,
1: I'm only against that because it's against what the original was. Because Ridley Scott has gone on record saying, like, when he talks about the original Alien, he said that there was no goal other than to scare you. And now he decides to make oh, really? it now. Yeah, he goes, our only goal was to create this horrible, horrific, terrifying thing. And now they've done what too many movies do, is they try to give everything some deep meaning, even though there was no meaning to begin with. If this started from the beginning, sure, but they're just kind of tacking it on now, and I think it ruins the original. And I think David is kind of a part of that. I I don't don't mind it. I think, well, like, here's the thing. It takes place, like, thousands of years in the past
0: so there's that I think why not there's room with the whole mythology and everything I think there's room to explore they don't always do good with it but I don't mind it I like I, I like some of yeah
2: no right the, <laughs> Prometheus is boring um, I thought Covenant
1: was worse Covenant's worse than it was,
2: Prometheus it, it is but I don't think Covenant was boring it was just stupid <laughs> yeah that's I, just...
1: I, I guess boring is maybe
2: Dull with like, parts of interesting. Watch the backburster scene from Covenant and then just like count how many times you roll your eyes or groan. <laughs> right. At, yeah. at, at the stupid decisions that characters do.
1: See, both both those movies to me feel like they didn't want to make anything to do with Alien, So, the, but they knew they'd never make this movie unless they made it part of that franchise. Part, yeah. So they kinda, there's a lot of tacked on Alien you know, stuff.
2: Especially in Prometheus. Yeah. Is it an after yeah. credit scene? Yeah, it's in
1: there. Yeah, after. After it pops up again, but it's in it. Actually, like it's actually oh, okay. in the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I haven't credits. seen this movie. Suffice in a movie it to wildly. say, they're sort of they're trying to reinforce the connection, and yeah. that's obnoxious. I like the rest of it though. I
2: like yeah, it. I like I like the ideas. The existential. Yeah. yeah, I like that David is is having all this existential stuff. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know. I f- I find that stuff really interesting. I liked it a lot more in Covenant than yeah. Prometheus. But well, let's talk about like Ash and Bishop and Covenant. Ash, yes. I
1: thought, yeah, I thought it was always <laughs> interesting how they um, how they turned Bishop around from Ash because Ash, you know, evil dude. Like he 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 kind of messed up the whole situation in one.
0: Sort of through no fault of anyone's. It just sort of just like a malfunction. Yeah, he's much.
1: well, because he's trying. I forget not even a
0: malfunction,
1: just sort of an inconsistency for- with exactly. the programming. I kind of forget exactly. I don't know if he even has motivation. He just kind of he just kind of almost kills Ripley. right? Well,
0: what it is, is that he works for the company, right? Right. And, and so the, that's the whole thing that Mother says, the AI on the ship, mm-hmm. which is crew expendable. Right. Don't worry about anything except right. getting this alien back. And Ash views uh, Ripley and the other crew as a threat to the alien, right? And so goes freaking nuts. And then when they beat him to death, it just s- screws with him even more. Mm-hmm. And then that really horrific, like body horror scene, yeah, where it's just throwing up all that.
2: Oh, that, white all stuff, the white. That, the milk. That's honestly the most like that. That scene sticks with me the most. No, yeah, that's, yeah. that's out a, out a good of, scene. Honestly, every scene in the movie, and then yeah. just
0: the severed head on the counter. Like yeah. I admire its purity.
2: It's a, They really do
1: a good job of, you know, like, the effects and the emotion. And it's really well done in that scene. And I think it's really interesting how Ripley doesn't trust Bishop. But also, we don't trust her either. Like, as an audience, we don't trust Bishop because, we're like, when is he going to malfunction? When is he going to start killing everyone? When's he going to purposely stab Bill exactly. Paxton's finger? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> I think a lot of movies kind of get lazy with um, turning trust around, but Bishop actually earned Ripley's trust and the audience's trust. And that's really hard to pull off, and I thought it was great in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Jason, do you have any more
2: you wanted to talk about? I was going to talk about Transformers, but... I was going to talk about them if
1: we talk about bad ones. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm yeah. talking
2: about bad ones. I mean, I, my problem
1: was always, like, you can never tell who's on whose side, except for obviously, like, Optimus Prime. And y- y- yeah.
2: I used to defend the first Transformers movie. People still do. People they, still they do. They say it, it's I good in to, comparison I'm, to the rest. I mean, that's not a good compliment
1: because the others are terrible.
0: There's you. You got it. You, it's you uh, take what you can get. You take. No, what you I, can
2: I get. mean, I used to defend the first one, and then I watched it again <laughs> after. Years. To be fair, it's been and years. It's, yeah, yeah, but I watched it like this year. That's just is boring. Yeah, it just looks bad. There's the new Bumblebee movie. Coming out. Yeah, there is a trailer for that. I just watched it like 20 minutes ago. I don't like it. It's. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks better than the other Transformers movies. I well, because with the whole Haley Steinfeld thing, they're trying to. It looks like like, it's supposed to be. Yeah, Iron Giant. Iron Giant with Bumblebee and not being directed by Michael Bay, so yeah, I trust it. It's like Travis Knight, I believe. I'm not gonna see it, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I people say said it was going to be rated R. No way. why? I mean, that was a while ago. They're like, yeah, R rated Bumblebee movie is is official. See, really I happens. can see a Terminator. Uh, term, I can R- see a
1: Transformers movie going R, but not a Bumblebee movie.
2: Because Bumble especially Bumblebee, not this. Yeah, movie. Bumble this Bumblebee was like never PG. like the killer. You this know? looks like a PG movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean it'll it be PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh well. I to, yeah, there's a lot to say about Transformers.
0: Only time will tell. Nothing. Yeah. I turned into Hannibal Lecter presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh I have one more. I'll say as little as possible because I really encourage people to check this out. It's called The Stepford Wives. And, oh like, yeah, I've heard of this. It is it is a What's
1: psychological this? horror movie. See, I've heard of this only because like there was, isn't there like a terrible remake of it.
0: There's a couple of sequels and a really bad remake, and it was also it was Jordan Peele's main inspiration for Get Out. Right, yeah. and if you watch it, it's like. This is sort of the exact same angle. It's about something different, but it's a very similar way of telling the story. Um, robots are involved, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say who or what is a robot. Check this movie out. Whoa, it's worth your time. Awesome. It's it's awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to watch this movie. It, it's some of the most salient, right. uh, you might groan at this, but
1: social commentary I've ever seen well, I mean, in so, a superficial so. horror what the hell is going on? Throughout? I think social commentary is good as long as you pull it off.
0: It, it has a it has a sort of a negative connotation depending on what the movie is. But that but I digress. It's just one of those movies where for most of it you're sort of just looking around like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I always quote Richard Dreyfus from Close Encounters, like who are you people? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Something's happening here. <laughs> Tell me, because I'm tired of trying to figure it out. And then when you find out, I was like, ooh, ah. Uh, Hmm, I see what you're uh, doing. You become Jeff Goldblum, apparently. So I think that's all we got for robots, right?
1: Anyone else? Um, I know iRobot's yeah. a popular movie. iRobot's... I never loved it. iRobot's um, It was
2: fine. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: yeah. I think fine's the best way to go. It's fine. It's, you know, the robot, like Sonny, you know. kind of fun. Yeah,
2: he's cool. I like Sunny. It's good.
1: Yeah, it's, he's al- it's Alan Tudyk. Alan, right? Alan, yeah, Alan yeah.
2: Tudyk's good in everything. Is it Tudyk or
1: Tudyk? I think it's Tudyk.
0: Could be anything. Who knows? He's it's good, fine. and, you know, that's pretty much it. So I think that's, that's about all we got. This is sort of a, sort of a mini episode, sort of to detox, detox after, after all
2: the Star Wars. Weeks of almost two hour episodes. That's right. Uh,
0: what are some of your favorite robots? And for a fun little uh, question of the week, how about this? Uh, if you could have any movie robot for a sidekick,
2: who would it be? Tobor. Tobor. <laughs> Never have to do homework again.
0: <laughs> I would have, a T2 Arnold. Mm. Why not? Sure. It's cool. That'd be Uh, cool. For a more obscure one, I'd want Huey, Dewey, and Louie.
2: Obviously. Uh, Why not? Ryan Gosling. He's my sidekick then.
0: Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling in that movie. K, a.k.a. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Joe. 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 So what are you, Joe? (laughs) That's probably what I would do. Or the one from
1: Zither. Oh no, Fender. I'd want Fender. Fender would be a cool sidekick. I'd want the Fembot from Austin Powers because, in his words, machine gun jublies. <laughs> oh Aww. gosh, baby! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. All right,
0: before this gets too bizarre, <laughs> let's let's get the hell out of this show. <laughs> uh, yes, so that's that's our episode. You can comment on. Uh, johnnegroni.com or you could email us ataigpodcast at gmail.com that's ataigpodcast all one word at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at anywaycast for all of our uh, you know uh, discussions and episodes and links and everything that's where you can find all that Uh, I believe that's about it I'm
1: Sam I'm Anthony I'm
0: Jason and that's all we got